You are listening to The Pause Podcast with me, Dr. Benji Epstein, a podcast where we will be giving ourselves the permission to pause. This will be a practical guide to live a life with courage, presence, and authenticity. Join us to reconnect with your most soulful and authentic self by pausing together. All right. All right. It's all right now. Welcome back. What a week. How has your week been? Solid. It was a solid week. It's it's summertime. It's summertime. We're schwitzing. It's a lot of schwitzing going on. <laughs> Not in Ben Wallach Sound Studios. It's it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you give the illusion. <laughs> You'll never know. We're going to set up live cameras here, but uh, again, that's for the Patreon and for the uh, subscribers, for the exclusive pause contact. Premium pause. Premium pause. PP. PB and J. It's a blessing. It's always a feeling of blessed to be here, Uh, but sometimes I'm feeling it even more. And I remind my clients sometimes just getting through your day is enough right? Sometimes it's okay if the only thing you did today was breathe. And I am so grateful and glad to be breathing here with you, Ben, and to be breathing here together with all of you. And speaking of clients, this week's pause, and I think I think the next week's is going to be dedicated to all of my clients, past, present, future, who demonstrate bravery and vulnerability that I can only hope to one day embody as well. Not a day goes by that I am not floored and humbled by your willingness to embrace uncertainty and open yourself up to life on life's terms. You are all heroes in my book, and it is truly an honor to be on this journey we call life together. May you find peace See revealed good and shine your immense light inwards and outwards so that it may penetrate the entire world. The goal is soul. Speaking of light, sending blessings out to the crew in Salt Lake City, Utah. So talented and committed to just bringing more light into the world. And here's our positivity note from Kayla, who writes, Hi, Dr. Benji. Hi, Kayla. I just wanted to share that the PauseCast, TM, has really helped me be more mindful of my feelings in the present moment. This year, I'm home with my baby and still working, so I've always felt so much mom guilt when I'm working at my computer while she's playing or if I'm playing with her and I find myself thinking about all the work I'm not getting done. But choosing to be in the present moment has really enhanced my special time with my daughter It feels like dropping a rope and my work gets done at late hours, but nonetheless, it gets done. And then she sent another message. And by the way, it's not like I've perfected this because it's a work in progress word, but just being aware of those feelings, those feelings of guilt or stress related to work allows me to choose where I bring my attention and to redirect my focus to be present in the moment. And that's really a gift. So thank you preach right yeah it is just amazing to get feedback like this so thank you so much Kalis. thank you for dropping the rope drop the leash drop whatever it is that's causing you to feel stuck was that a pearl jam reference it was 
It was. It was for you. I don't know why you needed to to let everyone know, because it was for those who know. And Gavi, keep that. Yes, it was. Drop the leash. Yes. So thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Maybe we'll send you a a t-shirt or a hoodie. So we're starting new. Again. Starting again. And the theme that I want to touch on today, and I think for next week, is one of those themes that you could spend a lifetime on because it is such a fundamental skill to our spiritual growth and our growth as human beings. Emphasis on the BE. And that's a shout out to our friend Rav Yaakov Klein doing amazing work out in Great Britain. And this one is called Leaning In Softly. And I'm really curious. I'm always curious, but here I'm really curious, especially that we have a bonafide virtuoso musician here in studio who is also a genius and skilled sound engineer. So putting you on the spot, drum roll, please. What does mindful listening mean to you, Ben Wallach of Ben Wallach Studios? Mindful listening. Mindful listening. Well, I could think I, I could tell you what active listening is. I'll listen to that. I'll take that. And active listening is something that I've honed in on as a podcaster, actually, mm. of just like really zeroing in and focusing on what the person is saying and being empathetic and uh, having patience and right. just just being there. being all, all those qualities. Presence, you know. Presence. Living with presence, empathy, caring about what the person's saying. Patience. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch on all those. But again, this man is a professional listener. I might be a therapist, but <laughs> I'm a professional nodder. Mm. I think we're both doing our share of active I also listening. make my guttural. Mm. Yeah. Like, did you listen to what I was just saying, or are you thinking about lunch? Mm. Well, there's a lot of therapy that happens in the recording studio. Everything's happening in the recording studio. Yeah, this is all therapy. This I'm getting it all. Out. We're working it all out here. So here's a story about a conference where one of the speakers was a composer by the name of John Cage. And he used silence as a medium of his art. So if you want to, you can Google John Cage 433. The number is 4-33. So at this conference, there are going to be various speakers. There was a lot of energy, a buzz in the audience. That's very typical of these sorts of events. And then it became time for John Cage. He walks onto stage, he begins to speak, but he gets up there without the microphone. So he's standing at the center of the stage, addressing the crowd. He's talking for a few minutes without a mic, and soon people in the audience, you know, start to get a little agitated. We, yay, lo shomim, we can't hear you, right? We can't hear you. And John Cage pauses and said, you can if you listen. And with that, everybody settles down. There's no more buzz. There's no more hum. There's no more rattling or rustling. There's just silence. And he starts speaking again without the microphone. And everyone was able to hear perfectly. And so that's going to be our intention for this and next week's podcast. To slow down. To quiet the noise. And really listen. And I'm hoping that you're going to join me in this adventure of listening, not just with your ears, but with your full body, listening with an open mind, listening with an open heart and in a spiritual way. It's a deep listening to the very nature of who we are and not only who we are, but who we are aspiring to be. There's a great book of poetry from Mark Nepo, 
And he writes in his book, 7,000 Ways to Listen. To enter deep listening, one has to learn how to keep emptying and opening, how to keep beginning. One has to lean in softly into all you don't understand with the willingness to be changed by what you hear. Lean in softly with the willingness to be changed by what we hear. And can you imagine what your relationships would look like with your friends, with your family, with your own self, if you leaned in softly with the willingness to be changed by what you were hearing, that that was your intention. Ah, And this is not an easy thing to do, to listen in such a way, to allow ourselves to be willing to listen in this way, to become transformed, which is one of the goals of the podcast. It takes courage, authenticity, vulnerability. We all aspire towards that, but seldom feel safe enough to do it. And just shifting to one of my favorite stories that I come back to in my own life and I like to share with my clients is told about one of the students of the Magid of Mizrich, and his name was Rav Moshe Leib Sasover. And one of his identifying qualities, the thing that he was known best for, was his love of his fellow man, of his fellow Jew, Ahavas Yisrael. He excelled in Ahavas Yisrael. And the story goes that Rav Moshe Leib Sasover was known to have shared that he learned how to truly love another from two Russian peasants who were drunk in a bar. He's traveling, and as these stories often go, he had to stop at a Kretschmer, an inn, and he sees these two Cossacks drinking together. And we'll just give them the names Igor and Ivan to use convenient stereotypes. And these two friends are toasting one another. They're making a lechaim to one another. <laughs> and they're already a little drunk. And Ivan turns to Igor and asks him, I'm not going to do the Russian dialect. Do you love me? Do you love me? I, see, I said I wasn't going to do it. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> we can cut this. We can, no, no. We're this, not cutting this. We're not cutting anything. We are, we are, this is, we Unfiltered. are, we are mindfully listening to all Mindful unfilteredness. Of the outtakes. Okay. <laughs> and Igor responds, of course I love you, Ivan. What sort of question is that? We grew up together. We served in the Tsar's army together. We know each other 20 years. Of course I love you. And they proceed to finish their glasses of vodka. After a few moments, they pour another glass. And Ivan again turns to his friend and says, Tell me the truth, Igor. Do you really love me? Of course I do, replies Igor. You are my oldest friend. And this goes on for a few more times, questioning, reassurance, shot, until finally Igor starts to become annoyed. He becomes irate and says, why are you asking me this over and over? Why do you keep asking me the same question? And Ivan suddenly becomes quiet and his eyes well up with tears. And after a few moments, he finally answered. 
The reason I keep asking you, says Ivan, is because you don't really love me. You do not really love me. What are you talking about, says Igor? I told you. I've told you. I love you. I've told you this dozens of times already. And Ivan just slowly shaking his head. No. No, you don't love me. Because if you really loved me, you'd know what's hurting me right now. And you don't have the slightest clue of what's hurting me. You aren't hearing me. If we really know how to listen to a friend, to our spouses, to our children, to our own inner voice, that person doesn't even have to say a word, but you can hear what they are saying. Isn't that what it means to love someone? With the willingness to be changed by what we hear. So I'm going to suggest a few practical mechanisms that I've learned from my teachers and adopted from my therapeutic practice that we can do to deepen our listening skills. Practical tools from PAUSE. And the first step that we've spoken about numerous times, and it applies to much of our life, but specifically if we want to bring a more attentive and aware listening attitude, is to have the intention. It makes a really big difference to enter into any engagement with the conscious intention to be present. You're sitting down to the podcast, Ben, and I'm making the intention to really listen. And that also means getting really quiet. We know the Torah was given. The world was absolutely silent, says the Medrash. We have to quiet ourselves to bring a receptive presence to what is being said, to really hear one another and also, on a spiritual level, to hear the voice of God, to be able to hear our own inner voice. So the first tool is the intention. I want to be present. I want to really listen. I want to quiet the noise. Another tool to utilize in order to lean in is the capacity to be engaged in an inner listening so that you're noticing what's going on inside that might be stopping you from listening with presence. And this is so important. Because if we're going to examine ourselves and start to examine our listening more closely, can you, can we identify the obstacles that get in the way of our ability to listen? What's happening on an internal level that causes our listening to become narrowed, myopic, or shut down. And I'll share an exercise that I sometimes use with my clients where we replay conversations they had over the course of their day. And by examining these conversations, we can discuss and we end up determining, was there any agenda when you entered into that conversation? And the reason we're looking for this is because if you go into a conversation with an agenda, like wanting the conversation to go a certain way, or maybe you want to make a certain impression on that person, or you want to demonstrate how intelligent you are, and Agav, of course, this is understandable as to why we would want these outcomes. But if the intention is to be present, any agenda like that at all is going to narrow the lens and prevent us from taking in what's really happening. And then we won't be able to lean in softly with the intention to be changed by what we hear. I don't know if you saw this one, Ben, but uh, Rick Rubin, 
He's another pause hero. He's made a career of listening because he doesn't know how to work a soundboard. It, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Incredulously, he doesn't know how to work a soundboard or play an instrument. Yeah. Yeah. But he's his, the records speak for themselves. Something's happening. He's doing something. So he writes that when listening, there is only now. To say that we listen with the ears or the mind might be a misconception. He talks about listening with the whole body or whole self. And he goes on to explain that the avoda, that's my word, not his, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) The avoda of listening is to do so without prejudice, right? To not have an agenda because that is how we grow and learn as people. The listening is not merely awareness. It's freedom from accepted limitations. What a beautiful phrase. Freedom from accepted limitations. True freedom. Freedom's in the pause. So when we're listening with an agenda, we've narrowed the capacity to really listen with presence. We can't take in the person. We can't take in the situation. And we can't fully hear what's being said. And so when we put this into practice, because lo ask yourself, did I have an agenda? How often, and this is me thinking out loud, is wanting some sort of approval present or wanting to look a certain way, to look like an expert, to sound smart or spiritual or even to look more caring or interesting? And how often does that prevent us from listening to who is really there and to what's really being said? And you don't have to have a degree in mental health to know that listening isn't just talking about the words being said. As a genius recording producer, it's hearing about the the pauses when not to play the notes. It's hearing between the lines. It's the silences. It's the space between. Did we want to be right? (laughs) I do it on purpose. You're like, what? You heard right. Don't touch it. Did we want to fix the person? Right? Therapy is so often about not trying to fix. I'm broken. You're not a math problem to be solved. We're all a little bit broken. Right? Did we want to fix the person or accomplish something? To commit oneself to listening with true shmiya sa'ozen, with the willingness to be changed by what we hear, we have to notice and get really clear on what is getting in the way, what's creating the static of this unfettered presence. So to lean in softly, we have to start with the intention, and it makes such a big difference to enter into every engagement with the conscious intention to be present, to really listen. Beginning the encounter, knowing I really want to listen with a heart that's open. I want to be present. I want to be fully awake in this moment. Secondly is the capacity to be engaged in an inner listening so that you're noticing what's going on inside. And we all have some sort of dialogue that's going on inside. And that might be stopping us. And then once you start to see or notice the interference and reactivity, you can drop the leash. You can listen without the agenda, and this is easier said than done, and easier done than imagined. And the final suggestion that we're going to provide before we go to the practical 
before we go to the meditation is we want to cultivate a receptive presence to what is around us. And in a spiritual way, it's the deep listening to the very nature of who we are and who we can be. So we can embody what the verse says in your meow, the verse that says, Lev ladat that you are really listening with an awake heart to who or what is right in front of you. I was on a bus recently and, uh, I love a good bus story. Yeah. I was on the bus, back to the bus. <laughs> this is how we travel people because, uh, I currently cannot afford a, you know, secondhand Toyota Yaris. <laughs> Shout out to anybody who wants to buy me a birthday present. <laughs> Shameless. When's your birthday? It's, exactly. Every day. Every day is a day that you can buy me a used Toyota Yaris. Not a sponsor. <laughs> I was on the bus and I was just, you know, sometimes you get overcome with this, the parental fatherly desire to just, you know, bother your kid and give them lots of kisses. So I was kissing. In this case, it was Shimmy. Shout out to, to Shim Kebab. And the woman sitting across from us, uh, probably a Russian Ola. She's just looking at me and she starts to cry. And I'm like, ooh, you know, <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> what did I do this time? Right? Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. She was on the phone talking and she starts crying. She hangs up the phone and she says, thank you in, in you know, Hebrew with a Russian accent. She says, thank you. Todaraba. She said, thank you for reminding me that I have an Abba in Shamayim who is always kissing me. And that to me embodies this cultivating this receptive presence, listening to what's always around us. Because everything, every davar is speaking to us. We just have to tune in. All right, questions, comments, witticisms, as our friend and teacher Rishmuel Braun likes to ask. Is he coming on in a few weeks? Yeah, I think we have him lined up right after Duncan. Tov. So with this pasuk in mind, lev ladat, a knowing heart, ve'oznayim lishmoa, and a listening ear, let's shift to our meditation practice. And this one's taken from one of my mentors and heroes and teachers, John Kabat-Zinn's MBSR program. And here we go. Here, H-E-A-R. So finding a comfortable position and just settling on your breath as your anchor for a few breaths. And as we continue sitting here, let's experiment with letting go of the sense of the breath as the primary focus of our attention and give ourselves over to another aspect of the present moment namely hearing and recognizing that we are immersed in and bathed by a soundscape that is continually presenting itself to our ears courtesy of the air. And so right now in this moment, letting the breath move into the background of our attentional field and featuring instead hearing itself giving our full attention to hearing wherever 
and whatever is here to be heard sounds and the spaces between them silence itself the sounds of silence So moment by moment, being in touch with hearing, sounds near and sounds far, simply allowing them to be just as they are and simply attending to them moment by moment by moment. Noticing of course if we have any judgments or evaluations of the sounds we're hearing. Some we might find pleasing, others not. Some we wish were louder, others absent altogether. This is a practice of just letting whatever sounds are actually here be here as they are. Sounds and the spaces between them. sounds and the spaces between them moment by moment by moment and bringing the mind back to hearing over and over again when it gets carried away when you're ready let's let go of hearing even though the sounds will still be coming to our ears as we now intentionally feature the stream of thinking itself center stage in the field of our awareness this is not the same as inviting ourselves to think as many thoughts as possible or for that matter any at all or even to search for thoughts rather to simply recognize them as thoughts when they do inevitably arise in the field of awareness with the same qualities of attention that we have been bringing to the breath and to the body as a whole and as we just did to sounds in fact we can be in a relationship to our thoughts in the very same way that we were just in relationship to sounds treating them as discrete events in the field of awareness that arise linger ever so briefly and then pass away just as do sounds or waves on the ocean rather than getting pulled into the content and thus into the thought stream itself where one thought leads to another which leads to another ad infinitum we're going to simply settle back by the bank of the thought stream, listening to its gurglings, bubblings as it flows by. And when we are pulled into the stream itself, which will inevitably happen from time to time, simply noticing that that has happened. And whenever you become aware of it, taking yourself out of the stream once again, re-establishing yourself on the banks where you can just attend to each thought as a thought 
not as the truth, not as a fact, but as one more feature and a very powerful one at that of the interior landscape of our lives. And so resting here in awareness of the thought stream moment by moment by moment, perhaps seeing much more clearly than usual at exactly what is unfolding. Just sitting here, attending to thoughts as events or bubbles, tiny whirlpools in the stream of the mind that we don't have to take quite so personally. Rather, they can be seen and known in awareness without our being quite so caught up in them and then coming back over and over again to this attending when you do inevitably get lost in thought and recognize it. And once you've done that, you're already back. You're already outside the thought stream, already attending once again, simply observing. And when you're ready now, letting go of attending to the thought stream and just letting yourself rest in awareness with no particular effort to fixate on any object of attention in what is sometimes called choiceless awareness or pure awareness. Just like the sky can hold anything, everything, any aspect of our experience, including our darkest and most persistent and aversive thoughts, our deepest fears, We can experience all of those and not be disturbed or harmed by any of it. An awareness that sees and knows it all just as it is and in the seeing, in the knowing, is free from the pull of negativity and habit and provides a new place to reside, a new way to be and to live in a way that is trustworthy, authentic, and allows us to reconnect to our intrinsic wholeness, wisdom, and happiness that's fully embodied at home right here, right now, in our own skin, with things exactly as they are. Right here, right now. Thank you again for taking the time to really be here now with us and to listen with the intention to be changed by what you heard. The goal is soul. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen ve'amen. Thank you for pausing with us today on this Jewish mindfulness journey. If you enjoyed this pause together, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. This helps us get this 
and other soulful content released into the world. May the insights and stillness we've accessed today guide us in our daily lives. And may we cultivate greater awareness, compassion, and connection with ourselves, others, and with the divine. Let's pause together again real soon. The goal is soul.